Hi, welcome to the A Quilting Life podcast. This episode is for Monday, August 17th, and we're actually taping it just a couple days early on yep. Saturday the 15th. I'm Sherry McConnell. And, and I'm Chelsea Stratton. So <laughs> welcome and thanks so much for, for coming, being here. For being here and for coming back if you've been here before. Yeah, we really appreciate um the listeners and all of the feedback that we've gotten, we truly, truly appreciate it. So we're so happy that you're here. Yes. Okay. Should we, should we get started? We have a lot to talk about. We have so many, I know (laughs) we say this every week, Yeah. but we have so many um, fun things to share with you guys today. So should we get started with the quilt on the wall? Yeah. Well, so yeah. So the quilts, we'll, we'll start with those. The quilt on the wall is my new sweet quilt and you can make it with either a layer cake to cut out the hexagons, or you can use the pre-cut honeycombs, which saves so stinking a cute. lot of time. And on the table, we have my beach house row quilt. This is a fat eighth quilt. And then behind me on the ladder on top is summer stroll, and that uses two honey buns and a layer cake. And I then love the name of that. I love that quilt, too. Yeah. Um, and the bottom quilt on the ladder is... Uh, seaside and that's a layer cake quilt too oh and these patterns are all brand new available in the shop and they're with our fabric our new fabric collection that we can finally share and that we're going to talk a little bit more about today yeah we're really excited to finally be able to share the new fabric and patterns that we have been talking about for quite some time with you guys so right and next podcast Chelsea should have all of her new quilts yes, here. to share yes. with everyone. So <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> You'll be seeing more soon. Yes. Um, but yeah, let me, can I just talk about the sure. new collection really quick? Yeah. So this is Happy Days. Um, we're really excited about it, especially because we were able to bring back some colors and prints from our Desert Bloom collection. And... So we have that fun aqua back in there and this fun um, citrine green. It's so pretty. It's my favorite. It it really is so pretty. And someone mentioned, um, our friend Susan mentioned, she was like, I have to make a whole quilt out of just that green and, you know, some background fabric. And now I'm kind of itching to do that. But we have a fun stripe. This is like our first traditional stripe. Diagonal stripe. Diagonal stripe. So it's great for, you'll notice my mom has it for bindings. It's perfect for bindings. Uh, And we brought back our spring dots, which we love. It's just like a tiny little tossed dot and uh, lots of, lots of fun colors and prints that, and we, we just are so excited about this new collection and are having a lot of fun. Yeah. designing with it so I just realized that oh the new yes. color I used it for the backing on this quilt oh, and I love this floral in it I think it's so I just, pretty I just love it I just I want to make everything out of it right yeah. now and I also want to note something um, mom did on this quilt is she matched her binding to the backing and I used to not do that because I'm like oh I can't have the same color but I love it yeah, I, I think like it's it. great. I think it makes the back of your quilt look really seamless. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think, a good option to think about. I just wanted to. Yeah, no. And it coordinated well. It picked up the the leaves yes. on the navy floral. So it, it just went perfectly with both. Yeah. The border and the backing. I love that when choosing a binding. Like you don't necessarily have to do a different color. They can 
totally be the same color. So, right. So I, you okay. guys can tell I'm so excited. Yeah, about we're, it. We've been waiting to share yeah. this for a while. So, and, and yeah. we'll have it on the blog and on the Instagram. Yeah. So you'll be able to see more there and links right. to, you know, right. your patterns are all ready to go so they can find all of those in your shop right now. And right. So, okay. Yeah. So new find an old favorite. Yeah. Let's do some quick, um, for quick ones for our regular features. Okay. So I actually ordered, um, some fabric from a quilt shop and Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, and I love them so much. Oh, yeah. So if you're listening in, um, yeah, and they I know were, that I know her. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, they were, they were, I bought a panel from them for the girls room. It's oh, so pretty. Fun. Um, and they sent me the cutest little like bonus package of stuff. They, they sent me, um, and it came with this little retractable, um, Oh my goodness. Tape measure. A tape measure. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. And so it's great because it doesn't just go back in. Uh, I can just quickly use it. That's... And then what's great is it's compact. So yeah. <laughs> it just goes back in and it's cute. Like I, I can it. just keep it out. Like normally with my other tape measures, um, I don't always wrap them back up. Right. Um, and so they're kind of tangled up sometimes when right. my kids find them and <laughs> right. use them for things. So this is great because it tricks my kids yes. into not stealing it. And the fabric is really cute. Yeah. And it's really cute. So yeah. I was appreciative. And sometimes when I just need to quickly measure something, it's right there right. in a little um, basket in my sewing studio. Yes. So Love it. Yep. That's okay. my for... new find. <laughs> new find. Okay. So for old favorite, I just did the sew line fabric pencil. You use it all the time. I use this all the time. I, I was using it yesterday. And so when I w- went to think of something this morning, this was really the first thing that came to mind. But I don't know what it is about the lead in there, but it just glides on fabric. So if you need to mark your fabric, yeah. it's so much better. I've tried mechanical pencils, yeah. regular pencils. I've tried that too. A lot of them get caught in they the fibers. They get caught in the fabric. Yeah. They do. So if... I just can't say enough about this. Yeah. Because with regular ones, the lead like breaks and you like you don't want to rip or tear, stretch your fabric. And yeah, I think I have like six of them because I lost mine and I had to wait, you know, to order one and get it. And so now I have one in my all different sewing places (laughs) (laughs) so that I I'm never without. So so the. That's the um, old favorite. Well, what's really funny that I have to note quickly is we were talking about the old favorite this morning, and I joked with mom that uh, we should have used a seam ripper as the old favorite today because I had to use my seam ripper yesterday. A lot. A lot. (laughs) And mom knows this. And so I was just joking around, well, why don't we use the seam ripper? Because I had to use the darn thing for... Ever yesterday and so yeah. and her husband used it too my husband did <laughs> so I could keep sewing he unpicked um the 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 rows and my sashing that I needed unpicked and uh yeah guys bonus bonus points find you a man that will do seam ripping for you <laughs> you guys <laughs> like it's important just have that on on the on the checklist yeah Okay, so something okay. else that's new is yes. that, and we actually debuted this for the first time 
on the podcast. Yeah. That my planner when that first day when I had just received the cover image, but my actual hard copy came. And you guys, it's so cute. It's just so fun to see it in real life. Yeah. What I had been working on and uh, Here, just Martin Gale did a fabulous, fabulous job. Um, so I did kind of a quick little sneak peek blog post on it the other day, but I'm actually going to film a video later today. So watch for that on That'll the YouTube be good. channel and Get more go into on more it. detail. That way people can really see what they're purchasing. Right. I really appreciate that. Like sometimes when you, when you're buying something and there's like one picture of it, and you're like, well, right. I want to see right. a little bit of what's inside and what it has to offer me. Yes. Uh, you know, if I'm going to purchase this yeah. and make an investment in, in a new planner. and Yeah. So definitely look for that video coming soon. And the other thing I wanted to say about it is it does come completely shrink wrapped so that the spiral binding doesn't get damaged. So nice. And so mine came the way it's going to come. And that was great. I was able to unwrap it and the the spiral binding is fine. Yeah. And I love, you know, that it is purse sized so you can take it with you. Yeah. So yeah, more coming up on this. More coming up on that. I want to make a couple notes about it, though. Uh, I was at your house um, two nights ago. Yeah, the day it came. Yeah, the day it came. And I... I really wanted to just look through it and get my own personal thoughts on it. And that was one of the things I noticed is it fits in your purse. It's very compact, which is great. Um, It's undated so they can start it. Right. You know, whenever suits them. Uh, Lots of good stuff. Mom and I are both list makers. We're both check, check, you know, mark people and... (sighs) It has all that, you guys. So I, awesome. from my personal opinion, and I, I really like it. Thank so. you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome, Mom. <laughs> okay. So we, as usual, I know we say this every time, but we have great listener questions. <laughs> you guys are the best. So everyone is. Yeah. You guys and are And they so just great. keep coming. I got a really good one last night, too, yeah. just right in time for today's yeah. episode. So uh, we'll get started with those. And the first one is... How do you decide how to arrange blocks? Okay. So sometimes I have a I have an initial plan in my head, but when you finish the blocks, you don't really know until they're done. You might switch things up because you have a different visual of it. The blocks are actually finished. I always say take a picture, stand up on a chair of like lay out your quilt take a picture of the blocks and see if that's how you like the layout. You might not like certain colors or you may notice you put all the red and pink blocks toward the, towards the top left corner of the quilt and you didn't realize it. Like, uh, mine is take pictures. Yeah. That's great. It's important. So I do. I thought we could actually use this one as a little, Example. Example. You know, yeah. you can see that I have the navies in three different quadrants of the quilt. Yes. Lower left, lower right, upper left. Um, and the same thing with the reds, upper right, upper left, lower right. You know, mm. and if you see, you know, the grays, the citrines. So that's what I try to do. I try to um, separate those colors, you know, so that so that they're well distributed and the same thing with the aquas upper left bottom lower right upper lower left you know you know so I try to yeah do do a great mix like that and like Chelsea said too I will move them from what I've designed on the the original pattern if I need to 
I, so. I'm glad you noted the Navy because when you're looking with, so the Navy is such a bold color. If you're working with a charcoal or a Navy, those are the ones you want to work with separating first. Yes. I always do my darker colors first because those lighter colors, they really brighten and soften a quilt. Right. Whereas, you know, the contrast is very different between those colors. Right. Um, even sometimes reds can be very, very bold. Uh, you want to make sure that you're separating those colors. And I used to worry about, oh, I have to separate the the designs too. But I feel like color is more important yeah. than separating like two prints that the, that are the exact same. Doesn't matter so much because... If they're different colors. If the, yeah, if they're different colors. Right. So. I don't stress too much about that anymore. Yeah. I will move those if I notice that yeah. all of them are in one place. But um, another thing, I, I often forget to, well, Marion, who quilts the majority we of my quilts. We love Marion. She will tell you that I always forget to mark the top and bottom, which is true. <laughs> and so sometimes she can figure it out, but sometimes she'll call me. But yeah, now she knows. She's like, you always have a red block either in the upper left-hand corner or the lower right-hand corner. Oh, there you and go. And it's true. And here it is, a red block in the lower yeah. right-hand corner. I, you know, so. That is so funny that she, she caught on to that. Yeah. Also, I love, this is kind of off subject. I love that you used the tone-on-tone sashing with a background, a low-volume print. I just noticed that. It works yeah. really, really well. Yeah. I felt like it needed that tone-on-tone to differentiate. Yeah. To give it so, some space, to yeah. give it some. And also just really quick before we move on, <laughs> we're getting since distracted. we're on this quilt, I, I made two more flowers last night. I'm going to make a Christmas version. <gasps> so I'm going to make no. eight red flowers and then I'm going to make eight green flowers. And then I think I'm going to do the Are you gonna do them all red or alternate? green. Yeah. And the posts red <gasps> and maybe the border Mom. red and the binding green. Anyway, I've got, I got it all. Her brain Planned is out. always so churning with new ideas. I'll come to the house and she'll be like, so what do you think of this? So what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh my goodness, mom. It, I, well, I barely had breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and it's because these came yesterday and I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have we, to make something else now that I have ones that, that are all pre-cut and ready idea. to go. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing a Christmas one. Perfect for a wall hanging, throw size, throw over the couch. Yeah. For, and all the centers will be the citrine. Yeah. But the green blocks, I'm going to pull greens from Balboa and Summer Sweet. You could even do this as a Christmas skirt, too. Y- yeah. You could, right in the center. Yeah. Okay. Guys, it never stops. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> Next question. What size quilt do you make most often? Mini, lap, or bed-sized? So I'm, I would say, for the most part, I'm in between a lap size or a bed size. I find myself making smaller quilts right now. Um, whereas before I was always making large quilts. So I feel like I'm kind of in between most of my quilts will fit my girl's twin bed. So there's kind of that, but not like a full size or a queen size right in between. I kind of go kind of like you said in, in spurts where I'll make a whole bunch of bed size quilts and then a whole bunch of lap size and you know, honestly, I just made a king size quilt this spring and yeah, I hadn't did. made one for a while. So, um, and I rotate all the king size quilts so that none of them get overused. Yeah. But I, I also just wanted to share a quick tip here. Really, 
it's a really good idea to just kind of walk through your house and th- and just take a pad of paper or if you get my planner, there's, <laughs> there's actually a space in there for that. Um, make a list of places in your house that you want to have a quilt so that you yeah. definitely know, you know, and jot down, and there's room for that too, jot down the size of the quilt. You know, if you want to make a table runner for a certain piece of furniture for your kitchen counter. And then when you're making your quilts, you can be more... Um, more focused on yeah, what size more specific you need about, right away. Yeah. Right. I love that idea. I so, think that's great. So. I, I kind of need to do that. Um, yeah, because I want to start doing a seasonal quilt for every bed in the house now. Right. I talked about this on my Instagram. I There's quilts in every bedroom. Right. On every bed. But yeah, I want to do something a little more specific for yeah. fall. So Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. So next question. I... I don't know who wrote this question. I love you, though, because I was able to relate to it. Yeah, this one came in through my email. Oh, okay. Okay. So it says, I am enjoying the podcast so very much. Thank you both for sharing your time and information. I am curious about how you determine how much time each day you will be working on a project. I know Chelsea has children at home. That can be a challenge. But for you, Sherry, how do you decide? I start working in my sewing room and I lose all track of time. Do you have a cutoff time? Does your family see it as your time? So there's a few questions in here. Yeah. So do you want to go first? Yeah. Let's okay. go to the first t- to the first one um, okay. about how determining how much time each day you'll be working on a project. Well, I actually was just talking to my mom about this because I feel like my schedule has shifted. I used to sew primarily at nighttime when my kids were asleep, but uh, right now with such busy schedules. My kids are older, so they're going to bed just a little bit later. Uh, I I have felt like I need to work in the morning. And I know I've said before on the podcast, working until noon. And mm. that has worked really well for me. Now I'm starting homeschooling soon. So, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> help me. <laughs> um, but no, I told my mom, you know, if I could wake up about an hour earlier than what I'm waking up from now, that's before school. And just set a routine. Um, my ki- my kids are old enough now that they my it's very busy, but they know like, hey, mom needs mom's gonna sew for like an hour, and they have stuff that they do after their chores are done, and they've eaten. Uh, they they they're good with it. I feel like, and it's a good fair fair trade. That way, I'm not taking too much time away from my kids. Uh, I feel like that's important for me. So for me, you know, I have it kind of worked out just naturally. I feel like I don't have like a schedule on the fridge, but yeah, I have a fun um, story about that. Actually, we, we had Chelsea's oldest over the other night and I had told her she could come stay the night, but I had some work to do in my office. And so she said, that's fine, grandma. And so we set up a little desk for her, right? kitty corner from my desk it was so cute and we'll put the picture on the on the youtube (laughs) yeah i took a picture it was really cute we got um glue and colored pencils and markers and paper and she was so good to just sit there and color and work and work while i was working she will tell me while i was working yeah um (laughs) and it's so funny because when she did her all about me poster for school this last year like i think both i think two years in a row 
she put, I want to be a quilt designer and pattern designer when I grow up. And I, all the kids in her class were like, what's that? (laughs) And, but that's what she sees my mom working, but they make it so fun while the kids are here that like, um, she wants to, she wants to be anywhere you are. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. That was really, that was good. Really cute. So answering the question about a challenge, it definitely can be a challenge with kids, but I'm really blessed. I have great kids and, um, we figure out a good balance for it. So, yeah. And then for what I was thinking about this question was, I resisted this for a long time, but it's an idea from Laura Vanderkam. Um, and you can, she has Ted talks and several great books and a blog and a podcast. And actually she has two podcasts, but she advocates time tracking where you, and she has free pages that you can download from her website that are broken down into segments. And if you can go through there for a week, or I think she might recommend two weeks and really just track how you lose your time, use your time, lose your time. (laughs) (laughs) I do that too. I'm losing my time. I do that too. But you can really see how long certain tasks take you. And then you can do this. Then you can plan for it. You can. That's so smart. No, how much time am I spending answering emails or how much time does it take me to bind a quilt or. And so I've been doing that this weekend. I was amazed at some things were taking a lot more time than I thought yeah. and some things, tasks were taking less. I think you told me this because then it's not reason, you know, say you're working right. on a pattern order for five, six hours. It's not reasonable that day to sew for six, seven hours. Right. So it just doesn't work out. And so I think that's important to right. sit and categorize it. And yeah. Yeah. And also, um, well, I just pretty much know on Mondays, I'm probably not going to get to sew. It's just kind of like, a catch-up day, a catch-up day from day. the weekend. Uh, sometimes the distributor pattern orders come in on Mondays. Yeah. And so Mondays, I if I get to sew, it's a bonus. I just yeah. I just don't even plan on sewing on Mondays. But I I liked what you said at the end of the question. I start working in my sewing room and I lose all track of time. Yeah. So I've set timers before sometimes because oh. I thought okay, I have three hours today to sew. That's all I have with everything else going on. And I will I'll set a timer. That's so smart. And and when it's over, even though I'd like to keep sewing, I know I have other obligations, uh, right? Things to do, things to write, things yeah. to prepare or, um, you know, and then also I try to, I try to cut things off. So I'm not on my computer after 5 p.m. And depending oh, on what everyone else in the house is doing, so good at this. then I might sew. I might yeah. sew in the evening, you know, if my husband has a project he's working on or yeah. we don't have anybody here. But because I was going to go yeah. back and say, I think that um, those pages would be good for me because I could see what I'm doing that is kind of wasteful of my time. Like maybe right. I'm spending too much time on my phone. Right. Or. You know, I think that would be helpful. Like, whoa, if I see that I was on my phone for two hours. Right. Um, it might change how I manage my time. Yeah. So. And then I know this is a lot for this question, but just one oh, more no, really quick fine. thing. Last night, I really had worked all day. We had when my son comes out to do the filming, we try to film a lot of things. You know, we yeah, time bat- we, at one time. Yeah. So I we had filmed during the day and I had written a blog post and. There was just 
in the evening, I was kind of free, but then I, I thought to myself, no, just, just stop. You've done yeah. enough today and you're going to do a lot tomorrow. So I think you just have to yeah. know yourself. Yeah. So. I have a sign in my house um, from Vine and Branches, Texas that says, uh, let whatever you do today be enough because yeah. sometimes I feel like we're really hard on ourselves and you have to do more. You have to do more. And so it's nice to take right. a, a breather. Yeah. I need that sign. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll let you borrow it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So do you get as much enjoyment and pleasure from making a quilt to meet a work related deadline as you do from making one just for yourself? Um, I'm going to start this off because, so I love, uh, I feel like there's two different ways this question could go. Obviously, if I'm making it just for myself, that is so enjoyable because I'm changing, my mindset is different. You know, there's no set date, but also, you know, our happy days quilts, they had a deadline and I really enjoy sewing with right. our own fabric and in our own quilt. So I don't know it it just varies. I mean, there's times where I'm like, Oh, I have to get this done. And, um, but I mean, yeah, obviously something for just pure enjoyment is amazing. Like, yeah. you know, I think, um, when I was sewing for people, yeah, of course I was only sewing for people, um, who had fabric that I really liked. Yeah. So, you know, I did sewing for Camille Ross Kelly and for Joanna Figueroa and also a little bit for Lori Holt. And I really liked their fabrics. Yeah. So even though it was kind of a job at that point, it, it was enjoyable because I liked the fabrics. Yeah. So, but obviously, I, I think the secret to this is having projects that, that span a long period of time, six months, a year, two years, three years, you know, yeah. have those long-term projects that are just for fun yeah. that mix in with things that have deadlines. I love that. So, yeah, I love that. Because also you could be adding in new fabrics and new right. prints later on. Right. So, so the, the, the project evolves. Yeah, it gets with, more and more exciting. It's right. not like something, it's not a chore. It's not something you yeah. have to do. I right. love that. But even though a lot of our new pattern, you know, we have deadlines. Yeah. It's still enjoyable because we love the fabric. Yeah, we love our fabric. And, and because we've designed the project. So obviously if we design it, we want to make yeah. it. And you're just like waiting so, for that fabric to get there. Right. Um. I know our fabric has gotten there and I'm barely taking it out of the box and I'll call mom and she'll be like, I'm sewing right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> She's amazing. I'm yeah, like, how did you do that so fast? You, you cut out all your projects before you I sew did. a thing. And I cut out one project and sew yeah. a project at a time. See, I so, would, I would rather, yeah, I do that. I have, so, I've had them all, you know, I had them all cut out. Yeah. Right at the beginning, right. background fabric, everything that right. way when I go to the project, cause I said this yesterday or a couple days ago, Sometimes, because I don't like to stop and iron every second, I will sometimes sew blocks for two different quilts at the same time, <laughs> right. which I don't recommend, actually, <laughs> because they can get intermixed. Right. But my brain is somehow, sometimes I can do it. Right. And like, why not? You know, then yeah. then I'm not iron, stopping to iron two times. Right. I really like to save time. I was like this when I was younger. I <laughs> I am going so off subject. I was um, an aide for the front office uh -huh. in seventh or eight, in eighth grade. Right. And I was like 
crazy about organizing things and getting things done on time. And I think the office ladies were like, who is this girl? (laughs) (laughs) She's in eighth grade. And And so I enjoy doing that, finding ways to to save time. So yeah, great idea. Okay, so this next question, I'll read the whole thing. Um, She said, I tend to prefer to buy fat quarter bundles, but I sometimes struggle to get enough low volume fabrics from the line I'm using. Is there a time difference between when the pre-cuts arrive versus yardage? Or is it that some stores only carry the pre-cuts? Both of those things are true. It depends on yeah. if you're, where your fabric is coming totally from, which does. mill. Sometimes yeah. the pre-cuts arrive before. Sometimes the yardage arrives before. And then also some stores, it's expensive to buy a whole collection of yeah. fabric. And so sometimes they will just get the pre-cuts, the pre-cuts and maybe a few bolts. Yeah. So you might have to look in multiple places to get. That's what I was going to suggest. Right. There are so many great shops. Um, if you're ordering online, I mean, always, I always say, you know, support your local quilt shop, um, right. and see what they carry because sometimes different, a different person's fabric line may have something that will go with yours. But right. if you're looking specifically by line, you might get pre-cuts from your local quilt shop, but then turn around and order yardage from an online shop which right can help so and I would also suggest if you want something just order it early if you're available to pre-order a lot of shops do pre-orders yeah order it early so that you make sure you get it yes that would be my because you just never know some things when they're gone they're gone they're gone just like the the navy dot print from desert bloom that we brought back in happy days I tried finding it myself yeah. just a year later. I looked on eBay and yeah. Etsy. You can't find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. So yeah. I've been waiting for years to have more of that. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, let me see if we got Pre-ordering is question. a great way to ensure that you have the fabrics that you need and yardage that you need. Yeah. Um, the other thing it says also, yeah, I believe... You can order, if you have a favorite print, you can order a bolt. Just talk to your favorite shop and ask yeah. them to order one in for you. Or I believe if you order, uh, you could call Fat Quarter Shop, I know, or any other of your favorite online or brick and mortar shops. And yeah. Just talk to them and tell them that you want a whole bolt of a certain. Of course. And I know that they would, they, they would, would do special that. order it for yeah. you. You just have to tell them. Early, if if you follow, sometimes if you just see it in the shop, it might be too late to get yes. it. But if you totally. f- followed the designers that you like on social media and you notice a print when they are first sharing their collections, you should yeah. be able to get that special order. Yeah, and tell your local quilt shop that that's yeah. something that you'd like to purchase. And, yeah, so that is a um, great question. Yeah, Can okay. you share tips for quilt and quilt block photography? And you're, yes. I'm going to let you answer yeah, totally. this one. Um, I was just telling my mom the other night, you don't necessarily, you see a lot of uh, amazing quilt pictures on social media, on blogs, uh, and you see a lot of people that will hold up the whole quilt, which is awesome because you get to see the whole quilt. But you don't necessarily, one of the tips I would give, and I learned this from Vanessa Gertzen, is you do not necessarily need to get a full shot of the quilt to show um to show the quilt, right? You know, you could get a good shot of one block, uh, 
and we show this on yesterday. I posted a picture. So did my mom of her row quilt and I posted one of mine and I only, um, had a partial picture of the quilt, but it's still, you know, appealing and, uh, and looks good and still shows what you need to see. So it's just about getting creative or, you know, hanging it halfway over a bed or, uh, yeah. I, there's so much I could talk about it because I have taken a lot of our pictures for our social medias of quilts. And yeah. just like with this on the table, we don't need to show, you know, the whole quilt, but. Right. I always put a, a full quilt digital image on the back of my pattern covers. Yes. And I usually put a stylized picture on the front. Yeah. But um, another thing that for photography that I've found is natural light is natural light the best every time art I I mean I've tried artificial lighting and it works for different things really well and it can work for for your products too but natural light is the best and so if you find I always say if there's a window in your home where you get a certain time of the of day the natural lighting that is the best time and you'll be able to tell you can take great pictures on your phone. Yeah. You don't need a really expensive camera. Uh, phones are so great today. Right. Um, as long as I feel like natural lighting is great because it shows off the right colors. Right. You know, um, and yeah. It's so just, in the morning I take pictures in the one side of our house. Yes. And in the afternoon I have to go to the other side of the house. To, so that's that what I do. So that's, and it that's, works. Yeah. yeah. Just anything light and bright for me is what I suggest. Um, especially if you're doing anything specific for your feed or your blog. Uh, right. Uh, but yeah, you don't need to take a picture of the whole quilt. You can just do yeah. bits and pieces and stylize them. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, uh, is she's wondering if she should pre-wash to shrink her batting and and you don't need to pre-wash yeah. your batting you definitely don't need to do yeah. that yeah. pre-washing your fabrics is a choice yeah but I, I don't know anyone that pre-washes yeah. batting so yeah there are batting battings that definitely shrink more they do. than others so you would want to that's what that do research on that yeah and but, that's why you're I mean you're, you're cutting it specifically to fit so that you don't run into that issue. Cause it won't shrink like crazy, but I yeah. mean, no, I feel like, cause we use, we both use the warm and white and I really like that. I've and never it doesn't have a ton of shrinkage. It has with just it. enough that when you do wash a quilt, it, yeah, it shrinks up just a touch, just but, a little bit, but nothing yeah. crazy. Yeah. The next question says, do you have a process when trying to decide a quilting pattern for a quilt top, how do you choose a quilting pattern, the actual quilting? So I have a really short, quick answer for this that I'll give first, and then I'll let Chelsea expand, because when we were going over our notes this morning, I loved her answer. So basically what I do is I give it to my quilter, and I say, <laughs> do what you want to do. And sometimes she'll call me back, and sometimes she'll text me pictures of new fun designs that she's found, and sometimes I will pick one. Yes, number two is the best. Go with yeah. that. But a lot of times I just honestly turn it over to her. And with my custom quilting, I just trust Val with – She's incredible. She can just take it and go. I I don't think I've ever told Val anything. I may have told her one tiny little thing like, yeah. Or if she shows me something when she has started, like 
when she showed me the little loopy flowers in these mini charm dashes, I texted her back, I love those. And then she repeated them throughout the quilt. But basically, I turn it over to my quilters. But Chelsea has a great idea. So I have a favorites list. And if there's a quilting design that you really, really love, write it down, take a picture of it, keep it, you know, in a folder. And you can go back and do that same one because, and Marion will tell you this, I will do Baptist fans all day long. Like I just love how it looks. And so that's a go-to one, but she's done newer designs that I'm like, oh, I'm going to take note of that and I'm going to use it for a future quilt because I love it so much and how it shows off the quilt. So keep a favorites list guys. If there's one that you really like and Um, quilters are always going to have great suggestions. They know they've been doing it for, you know, probably they've quilted a lot of quilts and they're going to know what is appealing. But if you have a favorite, write it down so that you don't forget it or take a picture of it. Yeah. I love that idea. Thank you. That's a great idea. (laughs) So, okay. Just, we have just a a final question and I really wanted to get this one because it came in actually a little bit ago. So, Um, she's asking, can you give a beginner tips about the quilting process once a quilt is pieced? How do you learn to machine quilt? And how do you advance from straight line to free motion? So basically, I only quilt things on my own that are small. I think the biggest thing I've ever quilted on my own is a baby quilt. And I did, you know, straight line quilting is a great way to start. And as far as moving from straight line to free motion it's practice and if you have some things that you can practice on that's great but if you're afraid to even ruin those just make a quilt sandwich with a piece of fabric batting piece of fabric and And just um, practice getting that because it's all muscle memory just like with sports it's it's having that muscle memory to do the quilting and another thing, and Camille Ross Kelly actually suggested this to me one day. I was at her house several years ago, and she was doing a lot of her quilting when she first was making quilts. She was doing them all on her Bernina at yeah. home. And so she kind of showed me, and what she told me was to doodle. And, uh-huh. and so, and when you think about it, if you're doodling, you're, that's the same thing as getting the muscle just memory, that motion that motion yeah that you'll use when you use the machine and then the last thing I was going to suggest on that is there are some great online free motion quilting classes oh good that you can take and I would do that that would keep you focused make sure that you're practicing yeah regularly yeah so those are great tips yeah so hopefully that helps <laughs> Okay, so are you ready for, do you have a tip of the day? Tip of the day. I have a great one okay. if you want me to start off. Yeah. And you, we, I've mentioned it before, but time management. Mom was telling me all about time management, and so she was going to, you're going to give me a couple exercises to kind of get that in order, and I'm really <laughs> excited about it because she has um, really put the time into learning about time management, and I just realized I needed it because um, my tip is sometimes you can be, you know, frustrated working or designing or on a project that maybe uh, just take a break, just take a breather. That was my tip yesterday. I was working on something and it was kind of 
later in the day and I had not stopped sewing when I probably should have. Mm-hmm. And I finally just said, I'm going to take a, di- a breather. I'm going to go make dinner. I'm going to spend time with my kids. And I left the sewing room and we did all those things. We did our bedtime routine and I went back and I was so much happier. Like my headspace was a lot better. It's good to take a break and just yeah. take a breather. So that's my tip. Have dinner, guys. Yeah. Have dinner and come back to it. That's a great tip. So, <laughs> yeah. And my tips are, they're usually about time management, I guess, more than sewing. But it's but, so important. But I feel like that makes it to where I can do the sewing that I want to do. Exactly. Yeah. So I just got a new little notebook that I'm using to divide things. Because I'm kind of feeling like I'm getting caught up. You I'm are. have some breathing space soon. I can do some projects that I want to do. And so th- that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing kind of a quarterly review. Um, what do I want to do in the next three months? And yeah. so I just feel like a quarterly review. And there, there's also a quarterly review page in the planner. So <laughs> Of course. <there> um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like looking quarterly so that you have the big picture in, in your mind, but yet yeah. you don't get frustrated if you're not getting everything done today. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. That's just a great keep tip the big too. picture. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We have two reviews. Yes. The first one says, I love listening to you both and I'm learning so much. As a new quilter, I love the span of topics you cover. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us. And That's so thank sweet. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So from Katie, she says, hi, Sherry and Chelsea. Oh, I loved listening to this. Sherry, you know, my mom, Val, <laughs> this gave me inspiration to pull out and work on some new projects. Happy quilting. I love oh, that. I hope yeah. that we're able to inspire and, uh, yeah, that you can take right. from this and, and use it in your own, you know, lives and sewing and everything we really appreciate the reviews the thoughts we are so appreciative of everyone listening in on their favorite subscribers you know whether that be google podcasts or spotify or if you're watching us here on youtube uh we really appreciate it so and our next podcast will be monday august 31st yes so yeah and hopefully i'll have some new quilts and to yes show to all you of then. the things here should be chelsea yeah. <laughs> that day so yeah so thanks so much for stopping by